Looking for a vacation that actually feels like a good movie? Well, look no more. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship from a ride on Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. So pack those bags, but be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas, and Panama. At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's right, because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a 7 pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed towel all while your favorite sports play on the tv you can want it all and have it all at sport clips it's a game changer did you know that socks tees and underwear are the top requested clothing items in homeless shelters well bombas is helping by creating comfy essentials and donating one item for each one purchased whether that's an arch supporting sock which i have many a buttery soft tee ooh, so good and underwear that feels like nothing which sounds weird but actually is pretty great and why do i love bombas well i'm getting something great but i know i'm also doing something great so when you are ready to get comfy and give back head over to bombas.com bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20 percent off your first purchase they aren't as cute as mogwai They aren't as gross as ghoulies. They aren't as evil as critters. But they are more perverted than them all. We saw munchies! So you know what that means. Thank you. We are live at the Warner Theater to talk about the 1987 classic Munchies. Oh, Munchies. Munchies, it's like gremlins, but cheesier. Munchies are a bunch of perverted aliens, and if you've not seen the movie, let me tell you a little bit about it. An archaeologist finds a strange creature in Peru and takes it home. He dubs the creature a Munchie, but is unprepared for the ensuing chaos when the beast starts to mutate. Things get even more complicated when a con man 
steals the munchie. And that's what happens in a movie that took 12 days to shoot. In a movie in which the puppets don't move their mouth. In a movie where there are more call-outs to gremlins than in the movie Gremlins. I love munchies. And I cannot wait to break it down with my two co-hosts. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Jason Manzoukas! What's up, jerks? That's right! That's right! How we doing, DC? Fuck yeah! We did it! We fucking did it! Holy shit! Oh, oh my God. boy, we... Oh, man, I, I'm gonna admit, good, great, great-looking crowd, great audience energy. I love every minute of it, but they seem to watch the trailer for Munchies as if they were genuinely interested in the movie, which I found chilling. It was... They were like... It was disturbing to me. We've done six nights on the road. Six Every, nights. And that, as many movies per night. Yes. In six days. We've been watching these. I've at least been watching these during the day Same. of the show. Same. Just finished it in the hotel. <laughs> do I jerk off now? Like, what is? what do I do here? But I will say, every night, there has been a reaction. Something. Oh, yeah. Here, it truly was a moment of, like polite enjoyment and maybe that's just good washington dc behavior you've oh, all yeah. seen some crazy shit and you've had to been like yes okay yeah. and then you go home later and then you die you unpack it there you in a public space the, at this point they're like we gotta chill out we gotta be cool we can't storm the stage yes <laughs> a lot Oh, of people big pop for that. Big pop for J6. That's right, everyone. I will say a lot of people in this room, there's a lot of Reddits that say that munchies were responsible for January 6th. <laughs> a lot of people are saying that munchies were able to vote and they shouldn't be. Well, because they, they one of the munchies got voter registration but then kept cutting itself in half. Suddenly, they're stacking the ballot box, these goddamn munchies. Technically, in Georgia, that's still legal. So, <laughs> they have these weird anti-munchie laws, or I guess pro-munchie laws. Anyway, we're gonna get into I a came lot. so close to watching Munchie. I just want you to know. I know, I was nervous Because about when that. I was punching in, and, you, and it, it was like I, one of the first ones that came up, and I was like, well, this has gotta be it. No. And, and it was not. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I would have been out of my mind. Not only is Munchies a ripoff of Gremlins, but it also, the poster is also a ripoff of uh, Lady in Red or Woman in Red, that Gene it Wilder is? movie. Remember that Gene Wilder movie where yeah, sure. the woman's standing Lady with her in Lady in Red? I believe. The yeah. Munchie is taking the same position as Gene Wilder. Wow. 
This movie, I could say so much about it. And you're telling me Munchie, singular, is not a sequel, a prequel, a spiritual sequel? No, Munchie. A legacy prequel? Munchie has its own set of sequels. (laughs) Munchies, one and done. (laughs) Well, you know, because they respect the craft. They nailed it. They were like, we can't improve upon this. DC's got to give it their stamp of approval, but otherwise we're good. Someone did did put on the Discord, are you picking munchies because of the rumored Gremlins 3, which was supposed to take place in DC? No. No. (laughs) I didn't even know there was a rumor about Gremlins 3 taking place in DC. Only DC would be keyed into the rumor, like as if, well, everybody must know about the Gremlins 3 rumor. Get it together, assholes. But there is one woman who knows a lot about a lot of things. But I don't know how much she knows about munchies. We're about to find out. Please welcome to the stage, June Diane Raphael. Wow. 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 That's a week into tour. That is next level flexibility. That is. Thank you so much. I want to just quickly, I need to discuss DC's reaction to the trailer. Yes. I need to say something. I need to weigh in. I need my voice to be heard. Because. You, you all were silent. And at one point, see, where my mind went is I was like, did they think we made this movie? Are they being polite? That's Are they being they like, was... we should not laugh because they chose it for us. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. There was such a very kind reverence for us and the show. And, and the thing was, they laughed at all the everything videos else. in the pre-show, the, everything the Jane Marks video, everything like generous with laughter yeah. and applause and, and reaction. Then and then the trailer, you were like, "I got oh, nervous." This is the show. The show is now. Okay, everybody. Shh. I got nervous that the audience left. It was, it was or had absolutely been, shocking. Or had been like put to sleep. <laughs> Let's talk about Munchies. The opening of Munchies begins with a young man named Paul who wears sneakers like mine, (laughs) who is clearly in Peru, a.k.a. Calabasas, (laughs) California. And he is with his dad. And this opening moment, I want to play it up top because I want to just unpack where this movie starts. Because, yes, the munchies are weird, but the interpersonal relationships between father and son in this movie across the board. This movie has more to say about fathers and sons than every Wes Anderson movie put together. (laughs) Truly. Let's watch. If Wes Anderson were to watch this movie, he'd never make another movie again. (laughs) Let's watch clip one here of Paul and his dad. Paul, quit trying. You're not going to L.A. to become a comic, and that's Dad, come on. No, you're not, Paul. First of all, you're not funny. Second of all, you don't know what L.A. is like. It's it's like New Jersey with earthquakes. Mm. 
Come on, let's go. The early bird catches the worm. Oh, is breakfast ready? Doctor, doctor, uh, we found someone to translate the stone. Oh, great, Ramon. Is that exciting, Paul? Yeah, I'm psyched, really. Love it. I it's love a... that Paul is in a straight-up Marty McFly. Yeah. Everything, everything in this movie is referencing a beloved movie of its literal time frame. Not even as an homage to something nostalgic from the past, but like, remember this from eight months ago? This is, to me, the closest that we'll get to seeing what an AI-generated film is. It's like... And suddenly, I'm on board? It's like people like Gremlins, people like Back to the Future. We'll just mash it all up, and it won't make sense, but it will have a plot, kind of? Sort of. Sort of. I mean, have you guys ever seen this? No. 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 Okay, me neither. Even though I've never heard of this. I I had because the again the VHS box. I remember very vividly. It was very crazy for me to watch this because I am the age these kids are supposed to be. Forty. So yes. (laughs) So all of the styles, all of the references, everything in the movie is from my high school era, including like the convertible VW Rabbit. I love that car. The coolest cool girl car in school. It was like, sure. oh my God. It's a sexy car. It's so, when you look at it now, if you took it Sir. out of context, you'd be like, what is that ugly car? <laughs> it's the hottest car in the world to me. Yeah. I love that car. I, well, this, yes, this was, this was made during a time where like high schoolers, all high schoolers were 37 years old. Like, and were consumed with the Cold War. Yes. <laughs> commies and and the big one and spies but what's so weird about this relationship is which i I loved i did too they're still together in my mind in my mind long live paul and cindy paul and cindy first of all let's start with the positive they did have a lot of chemistry on screen they were they really did they were very natural together i love their choice not to react to anything me too nothing never seem phased but they're like, nah. absolutely nothing. And that, that goes for, that extends to the rest of the people in the world. Nobody has a reaction okay. to, to anything any that's single happening. thing in the world. I will say another way this movie mimics my childhood is those were the only kinds of sex toys in bed <laughs> that we would have allowed also an inflatable hammer, a <laughs> laser gun. Like no, that- here's my question though. Were those were the were we supposed to in the world? First of all, I didn't even know whose house it was. I thought it was Cindy's house, and then she was an older woman for I- about half of the movie. So I had to do a complete like reset. When they said I was they were like, teenagers, oh, I was like, I don't think so. I do not respectfully no. <laughs> yes. With and all they, due, with all due, I, I disagree. And we might look back on it and find out that they were both 18, but in 1987, it just it was weird. Make sense. It was a weird time where but, people uh, looked okay, older. So, so then I realized, and the reason why I thought that it was Cindy's house and that she was already out of high school and that this was a crime <laughs> was because... <laughs> it was because she's also with the police guy? Well, no, because... When they get back to the house, and when I guess we'll talk about the art direction and the sets for what? Do you think roughly we, do you two think hours. We need to? What on earth could we say, talk I about? Guess. But I, but the <laughs> father says that he's going to go to a hotel, 
Now, so I think he's staying at a hotel and that it's Cindy's home. And I was, I was in a different movie for a very long time. But, I I, would, but once I realized, I was like, okay, wait, no, this is Paul's house. This is his father's house. And the uncle is The Cecil, father goes Cecil to a conference. We got to just say, the father is played by Harvey Corman. Yes. Comedy legend. Yes. Not getting nearly the applause he should be right now. <laughs> This audience, which I believe should be full of moms and dads night out, should all be... Wait, I'd like... Can everybody who's here on moms and mom and dads night out stand up? <laughs> yes. 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 I love Yes, that. look at this. Mom and dads night out. Woohoo! This is incredible. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, Harvey Corman <laughs> plays two roles. Two brothers. I, I just want to go back. Oh, before I just we... want to reiterate. Yeah. Harvey Corman plays two roles. Yes. <laughs> and one of and they almost never share the screen. They can. But it's like Harvey Corman, the dad, the dad of Paul, needs to leave so that the uncle can arrive? As if it's a play. The movie feels like a play. It also, that plot line. You can't tug on it too tightly because it will fall apart immediately. I don't understand the larger implications, but I want to just go tug back. Tug on it too tightly and it will fall apart completely. That's <laughs> just, a t-shirt. Just like a munchie. Don't tug on their string too tightly or they will fall apart. Um, the son opens up the movie pretending to be Kirk, but not doing a Kirk impression from Star Trek. He's like... Stardate 235.4, and I'm with my dad, who's a Klingon. So when the dad says, you're not funny, hard agree. At the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, when he decides to not go to college but pursue comedy, I was like, go to college. He is doing nothing. When you set up a main character, and the first thing another character says is you are not funny, it is hard to laugh at that character because we understand the world thinks he is not funny. The number of times I wrote, oh, Paul isn't funny, in my notes, because Paul is trying the whole movie to be quippy and funny, and he's got comebacks, clever things, and none of them work. He says one thing, which I wrote down, he goes, what about my sports rundown? Uh. End of scene. Wait, that's no, not an, that's, that's not, not an out. That's no, that's not, not a, the end of the scene. Then she gives him, they cut to, she's giving him the rundown of um, Battle of the Network Stars. Right, but I'm saying. As but, if that's his sports, which, which is not funny as well. But I'm saying that they leave that scene. He like walks up the camera. What about my sports rundown? <laughs> cut to car. Cut to car as if the audience is going to be like, yes. And it's so tough. I mean, the the other thing, Paul, Paul Shear, not Paul from the movie. The other thing is that, so so once I realized that this was his home, then I put together that those that those things that were in his bedroom, the sex toys, were a part of his prop comedy. It's gotta be, and they had to be. It's gotta be. Had Otherwise, to be. he's too young to be having sex. Right, because he has he has that big hammer, and then inflatable he has hammer, his playing inflatable doctor, hammer, doctor, which he, he would have had to inflate before the sex. Imagine if you were making out, and then I was like, "Hang on a second. And he keeps the hammer 
like within arm's reach because she's surprised by it. Like, want to play doctor? Yes. Click, link. Okay. And it's but also- I will say, even with all of the preposterousness, the laser gun, the, all the stuff, they still had legitimate sexual chemistry they did. that I was on board for. 100%. I thought but he I was attractive. I, I felt thought like she a was attractive. Yeah. I felt like a creepy munchie. I felt like a creepy munchie as well. I didn't understand. Is that the T-shirt? Though. I feel like a creepy munchie. <laughs> I genuinely didn't understand parts of the sex scene, though, and I didn't like that. I didn't like that feeling of not knowing when she were... says, "When she says, Paul, that she doesn't understand." She says, "I wrote it down." She said, "That's not a." Watermelon, what is that? I don't understand that. That's not a watermelon. Or she said I'm behind I'm behind the watermelon or I f- they say- What was that? Does anybody know what that was? I, I think somebody's saying a Gallagher reference. And oh, I think maybe that, you're right. Uh, I bet you're right, because it's I, comic. I think that he is a prop comic on the rise. Um, maybe he turns out to be carrot top, I don't know. But I is will this say, Carrot Top's origin like, story? Bi- biopic? Is this Carrot Top's biopic? I'm I'm on board to say yes. I mean, they also are in a twin bed playing Space Invaders. Or... I didn't like that. I you know I don't. Yeah, I'm not interested that in made comedy me sex. Feel like they were too young to be having sex. There was too many little kid toys there, and not for nothing. We haven't mentioned this. The munchie gets in on the action. And I didn't care for that one bit. I didn't like that the munchie crawled in. I didn't like that she was like, that's too rough. I didn't like that. Listen, I do. I I had a realization while I was watching munchies, which was like, there's so many movies we've watched like this. I don't know. I don't remember them. Can you name four? No, I can't. I don't remember them because I, I have to remove them from my files. Um, but I, I feel like the creatures in this time, late 80s, early 90s, they were always teenagers. The creatures were always like hormonal teen boys. They were never female. Like, I don't remember any gremlin. I think you're forgetting about the, the lady gremlin. The the sexy lady gremlin in Gremlins 2 who wore lipstick. Who yeah, you know because she has lipstick. But you're right. You're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's a Smurfette situation. It is, and it's it's so interesting because they're always like hormonal teen boys who are looking at porn and eating junk food. And you would think the gremlins would be women because if you get them wet, they go crazy. How Did This Get Made is sponsored by Squarespace. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. Now, let me tell you this. Now they have this Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system where you can just drag and drop It's so easy. It's so fun. Plus, they have this asset library so you can merge all your files from one central hub. I love it so much. Now, let me tell you. I talk about their customer support. I had an issue. Something went wrong. And not only did they get back to me in a timely fashion, but they solved my problem and Squarespace passed the Paul Shear test. All right. So you could check out my website with a very 
new feature. That's right, an exclusive feature that allows you access to Paul Shear's childhood. If you bought my book, you can sign up for that and you can get videos and pictures and all this kind of cool stuff. I built that on Squarespace. Check it all out. I love Squarespace. You will too. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How did this get made? We'll be going to the UK in March and April, not just the UK. We're also going to Ireland. And you know what? I am excited to go overseas, but I realized that while I'm spending money over there, I could actually be making some money on the side over here by hosting my place. Now, let me tell you about hosting your place. It's something that you can do. It's available for everyone. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Now, many people uh, host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't realize that their space could even be an Airbnb. I mean, hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah, save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice, plus visit your in-laws, plus venture into the wilderness, plus wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery, perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, it's all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus, plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. Not to go too far down the rabbit hole of getting gremlins wet, but I will say this. I respect gremlins for having three rules clearly stated yes. at the top of the film. Yes. This movie makes no rules. There's one, which I understand, which is don't cut them up, which is a dark rule. There, not only are there really no is. rules, but like gremlins, you get rules, but the gremlins don't talk. The mistake was the munchies are constantly learning speech and getting learning better and better things. at talking in a way that nobody then is like, how come the animal we got is talking is now, now speaks English? It says pyramid clearly in the opening scene. I was like, how come they're not being like, did this fucking thing just say pyramid? It says adios immediately. Yeah. First of all, let's go back and I want to hit that moment that you talked about earlier as if it's a play because... They walk into this cave in Peru, Machu Picchu, and, okay, the centerpiece of a small set is this giant Incan god. Harvey Corman walks to the side walls, ooh, ah, and then, what is this? As if, as if it was like a giant set that he did not see. And then the sun says to a piece of cardboard, and it's made out of gold. It's like... 
We all have eyes. This is not a radio play. That is cardboard. That thing was the, in the center of the room that you, you didn't just stumble into it, but they are acting multiple times as if we can't see it. Yeah. And then when they find the um, munchie, <laughs> when they find the munchie, it's in the dark and you can't see it. For me, the first, my first, the thing that tells me very clearly this is something rare is that the munchie is wearing its own clothes. <laughs> the munchie is wearing clothes that have like a belt and like <laughs> metallic pieces and once again, nobody seems to think it's weird that the munchie speaks English, that the munchie is wearing munchie clothes. And then when the munchies split and then split and then split, they all wear clothes as well. They sure do. And so sure do. What, give me munchie rules, please. And they come out with personalities. When the munchie is split open, one of the munchies goes, oh, what did I drink last night? Yes, nothing. You were not alive last night. One of the munchies is French. <laughs> when did we get a French munchie? Get the fuck out of America. It's so hard because it, it does seem like the, it seems like one of the rules is that munchies have been existing on some plane that we don't know about. And they are not... I, I didn't get the sense that they had been born, but they had been resurrected. Okay. And so they have I think been, you're right. they have been, or like they had been on pause on ice. They had, well, they had literally been, I think, statues. Oh. I think they had been statues. Then exposure to something caused them to become. Hold on. Somebody Hold in on. the I crowd mean, yes. is coming. There's a man in the crowd who's coming. <laughs> I please, love, guys, please don't fuck during the show. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm, but I worry that, for the people next to you. Is that it? Okay, so now I'm understanding this. No, I think you're right. Because that that's the what munchies... happens later is they get turned no, back but into they, stone. No, wait, wait, hold on. But wait. They can get turned into stone if they get electrocuted, which is a rule that we don't learn until it actually happens. And we're not even positive that that's a rule. It just happens. But that's so, but what Jason's saying, though, is that once they're electrocuted and turned into stone, the reason... I, now I'm understanding this. The reason why they're, he smashes them is because if he doesn't, they will come back At the to very life. end of the movie, when he gives the stone, guy, the stone version, the recently petrified munchie... They give it to the bearded uh, uh, museum curator. He's driving away in a pickup truck? I don't think so. Lightning hits the back of the pickup truck and the munchie comes back to life. And you hear it go like, hey, wee, 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 wee. See, I thought munchies would only come back to life, though, if they were um, sort of like regenerated, like some, the, the, a new piece of an old munchie. <laughs> a new piece of an old munchie. <laughs> Coming this fall on NBC. A new piece of an, an old munchie. munchie. I thought that's when they came back to life. I didn't realize that lightning also brought them back. Uh, well, I want to be very clear. I don't think the movie is interested in interrogating the, the rules okay. of munchies at all. But late in the movie, Paul does figure out that 
lightning or electricity petrifies the munchies. So yes. my assumption is the same thing must have freed them. From a person who maybe who really is a munchie expert. Are which, there any munchie Is there, a, is there like here? a munchie expert Unless here you chance? are Roger Corman, the producer or the director. Did, did I mean, something happen? Hands have did gone something up. happen at the beginning of the movie that okay. tied lightning to the munchies waking I up? I believe that something yes? in Machu Picchu is tied to the Okay, you, you the man the who's okay. coming is still coming. This gentleman is wearing a munchies shirt. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It What's your name? The, yeah. uh, Tim. Tim, you are dressed as the dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, the dude, the dude, the, not the dude from Big Lebowski, but the, the dude, dude from, from this Munchies. movie. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, so tell me what you know. So when I watched the trailer, there was a scene that was not in the movie where you see lightning strike the statue, and that's how the first Munchie comes to life. Why would they cut that? Seems I guess like... maybe because, well, no, it doesn't make sense. It, why, yeah, that they should, you know what? We need a director's cut of Munchies? Here is, here is my bigger, my bigger issue. The father, Harvey Corman Prime, not the evil Harvey Corman. Harvey oh. Corman. Evil Harvey Corman is essentially, did anybody else feel like evil Har Harvey Corman was Mike Lindell? Yes. The My Pillow guy? I, I could not get that out of my mind. Both in look and entire ethos. I feel like Mike Lindell has built his entire character <laughs> off of Harvey Corman's Cecil Waterman in this movie. But wait, I want to talk about this, this moment here. We were talking about these munchies. They find an alien. And the father comes home and says, okay, well, I have to go to a lecture. Watch the munchie. Can I back up? Yeah. Wait, why... Wouldn't I mean? It seems like why would you go to a lecture? You found an alien. Wouldn't your first priority be like, let me get the word out. Let me figure yeah. out this. And by the way, is it an alien? It could be a baseball glove with a mouth. <laughs> it, it, I agree that nobody is really interested in the most interesting thing in the movie, the yeah. munchies, right? It's, Paul and Cindy like, want to have sex. Harvey Corman's got to go to a thing. Cecil Waterman is only interested in his toxic waste food empire. Which Little Ed and Big Ed are just trying to do law enforcement. We haven't even touched on Melvis. Give me a Melvis spinoff now. Melvis is MVP of the movie. I literally watched that and I was like, oh God, there are no roles like Melvis anymore. There aren't. Like, My favorite never. Melvis. Absolutely right. They aren't. You're absolutely there aren't. right. When My... they do lights up in the elevator and Melvis and Big Ed are making out. Best part like, of the movie. I was like, this movie's a home run. There are so many things though that go on in this movie that we just Except, and I feel like I, first of all, how does Cindy know that the munchies will enjoy a striptease? Like, I think for Cindy, because Cindy turns it shit. on a number of times in the movie. Right. With little Ed, oh, like a number of times. Absolutely. So I feel like Cindy's just at a point where she's like, if I need something, I'm gonna 
like striptease. Who and did she almost were... run away with? Was it like a impersonator in Hawaii? It was like uh, Joe, Montana Joe Montana impersonator. Montana. She almost married or ran away with a Joe Montana. This this, this is the thing that I love so much about the movie. There are these references to people we never see. There's a reference to Duke's girlfriend, Denise. And they talk about her, the two women in the beach, just playing with a tire. Yeah. (laughs) And a ball. A tire tire and and a ball. So there was a game. So they were like, do you want to go play tire ball at the <laughs> swimming hole? And they, they are, I want to say like and then they're 18 at, years old. Like and they're, they're all at the golf course at the end. Every yes, character from the every mini scene, yes, golf course. the 36 hole mini golf course. This movie is very special. It's I, very, very special. Well, that scene alone, the, the tire scene where they're just floating around, having a conversation. Yep. Well, get, this is, and they're in high school. They're, they're in, in high, high school. school. They but are forty-year-old women. They discuss, which is great. They discuss dude's girlfriend, and they reference her. She's a woman named Denise who runs the salad bar. She's a salad bar manager at that restaurant, at Beefland, Western Beefland. Western. I, I wrote Western that down Beefland. too. Western and I, when she was once she was brought up, I was like, "When are we going to see her? When are we going to see her?" Like I, I could not wait to meet this woman they who also, runs the salad bar. They also so derisively described dude as a burnout Santa Cruz deadhead. What a yes. savage takedown of dude! But we never well, meet Denise. We and never we go Denise. to Western Beefland, but she's not there. And I was just like, and that's the thing about. That woman, what's her name? Melvis. Melvis. <laughs> there are these characters, some who we never even get to lay our eyes upon, who are so rich. Including so many of the munchies. To, to just backtrack yeah. a moment to when you said, when, when, when Paul and Cindy are um, pinned down by the munchies outside the model home from Arrested Development that they (laughs) appear to live in. Let's be clear. They appear to live in the model home from Arrested Development. Anyway. Which is trying to be (laughs) bought by Harvey Corman's brother because he needs more land to hide more toxic waste. I mean, but he has like... Acres and acres of land under the city. Which, when you get to the final battle, seems very empty. When, yes, oh yeah. When Cindy and Paul are pinned down because the the munchies have a shotgun and Cindy does the striptease, one of the munchies says, must be jelly because jam don't shake like that. And do you remember? Who taught the munchies how to be creeps? Who taught the munchies how to be creeps? And Jason. can I take a class? I don't know. Jason. Ram- Ramon? I don't know. Do you not remember? No. This is what was said in my household. When? Must be jelly because jam don't shake like that. That was a... Tr- this isn't a podcast episode. Our podcast? Yes. Podcast. Yes. What episode? You guys just... Decons- Which one? Talking Cat. Why do you remember that? What is Talking Cat? You were honestly, this podcast.
desk is taking up too much space. You're all mom and dads on a night out. Remember your children, not the episodes that we talk about stuff from our my, childhoods. You my, idiots. My stepfather had a little bit of a belly, and my mom would rub his belly and go, must be jam, because jelly don't shake like that. And you could, you were privy to that? Saw it happen all the time. It was you, a, that, you, like, honestly should have been removed from that house. And maybe this is word for word what I said the last time, but that is reason to call Child Protective Services. I don't think you should have had to hear I, that, know that, see that. I jumped out of my seat because you and Jessica told me that is not a thing that people say. Well, I'm happy to be proven wrong, except I'm sad for you. This, is, this victory is heartbreaking for you. But I will say, maybe you're right, people don't say it, munchies do. Munchies are from another Wait a planet. Was your mom dating a munchie? Was it Arnold? She, they call him Arnold because of the pig from... from Green Be Acres. Oh, Green Acres. Green, okay, yeah. um, but I also... The movie has no original ideas at all. I do want to talk about the Lynchian vibes in this film, which is the evil brother is always on TV. Incredible commercials. I have some commercials to take a look I at here. I loved every one of them. Clip three. Let's take a look at some of these commercials. Uh, I'm Cecil Porter. You know, there must be over 60 brands of wine food around the market now, but there's only one original. Cecil's all-natural wine cooler made out of wholesome California products. Cecil's is the real, real thing. Home of the Valley's best steaks and crunchiest tater tots, featuring the mile-long 700-item salad bar. This steak is so tender, it doesn't even taste like meat. I just love those tater tots. Yeah, for beef so tender, it melts in your mouth. It's Western Beefland. Four convenient valley locations. Thank you. There's nowhere to go and nothing to do. Let's go break some windows at the junior high. I'm up for some vandalism, dude. You see? That's what happens when American youth doesn't have the proper recreational facilities. When they don't have a video arcade they can go into to develop the necessary hand-eye coordination that's so vital in the computer age. When they don't have a cow snack symposium to go into where they can get it's good Mike wholesome Mizell. food so they can grow up to be big and strong. And why? Because special interest groups oppose the solar bowl for their own selfish reasons. Okay, so stop it for right there. Here's my thought. <laughs> that is Mike Lindell. The movie begins as a drive into Sweetwater or Sweet Valley, whatever the community is. Is the community only like Ferris wheel or amusement park things? Because it seems like the entire community is a mini golf course and multiple food stands. And he also controls all the televisions and has an elaborate system of listening in on all why the does houses. He, why does he need his brother's house? He has everything. It yeah, does, and you're right, the listening stuff is real creep city. Here's my question. In that commercial about video games and arcades, are those two kids, Paul and Dude, when they were no, younger? I don't think so. I think these are modern, contemporary. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, because I mean, they perhaps, sure did look like Paul and Dude. I thought it was your son's cousin Sam. <laughs> <laughs> the movie, I will say, genuinely has a very anti-meat message. Right. Multiple characters are vegetarian, anti-red meat. I appreciated that part meat, of it. Including like Big Ed and like a lot. The movie has a real, if there's a message to the movie, <laughs> it's don't eat red meat. But our main character, our, our Paul, is so upset that his girlfriend's gone vegetarian that she's really explaining it to him. She's like, no, we can still go to other places. And he's like, well, maybe fillet a fish. It's like, well, actually not there because... That is fried and beef fat. Which felt like, I'm like, like wow, what is the, why are we going down this rabbit hole? It felt hole? like that was the movie telling the audience, you know, McDonald's filet of fish, fried and beef fat, beef fat. I felt like that was them like trying to be like, no, red meat is bad and here's a strange place you might not know it is. But in a movie in which we are putting up vegetarianism, we are also brutally treating animals because the way that Mike Lindell, <laughs> that fish tank is disgusting. So gross. It is green. It is so, so gross. And this is before any attacks. This is, he is overfeeding those fish. Oh, yeah. He is not cleaning that tank. It, it, and mean, he's, it, when, when you he, are right though that this movie, this movie is more interested in interrogating like the mystery of red meat than like the mystery of aliens or whatever they are or or just talking animals. And because, like, I like that about it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because Harvey Cor- uh, 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 Mike Lindell Harvey Corman is so much more upset by the death of his tropical fish than he is by his stepson dude. And by the even way, dude's Stepmother, because isn't it revealed that she adopted okay, dude from a previous anyone, relationship? If anyone knows how dude was adopted at and 11, what the circumstances were, the, please the, I raise 11. your hand. I because say, I could not. I, I the, rewound I that. Theory. I listened to it twice. I yeah. have a theory, but I want to say this movie is the music, the look, the poppy, the colors is fun. It's constantly telling you we're having fun, right? Dude's storyline is a tragedy. It is. If the movie was about Dude, it would be heartbreaking. He is adopted by Melvis when Melvis was with his father, who I believe has perished. I don't know that that's true. I thought he was adopted when Melvis's cousin abandoned or died. Okay, oh, so that's it, okay. Yeah, so, so then Harvey, which actually uh, endeared me more to Melvis, because I don't think I agree. Melvis had a romantic relationship with Dude's parents. I, I, yes, I, yes, you're right. <laughs> I don't think that Melvis is really in love with anybody, truly. I think she's in it for the money. Well, she's I seen- have a question. If I'm Melvis, I'm like, why didn't you <laughs> cast me in this commercial? Yeah. Cecil? Oh, wow. There is the a perfect tot. part for her to eat that eat tater, the tater, tater tot. tot. Yep. Maybe she had to leave early that day on the 12-day shoot. I felt but- so bad for... <laughs> I felt so bad for dude, even though he, like, cuts a munchie, the first munchie, in half. Um, but his life, he is just trying Tragic to listen figure. to the dead. He's just trying to listen to the dead. But how... 
Let me ask you a question. How is he killed? Oh, Paul. I believe he's killed when the munchies turn the volume on the stereo up so loud that he's li- and he's listening to trucking, I think. And it kills him because the jam is so powerful. Is that right? These munchies are super violent, yet they just raise the volume. He could at any point take off the earphones, but he is killed by, by loud noise. By volume. And like, like the munchies should turn it up and he'd be like, all right. Like he feels like to me the, the bus driver from The Simpsons. The big game, big mods, first date, or first big break kit. Binge that new show or binge install vids. When you're a real car lover, the choice is obvious. With over 122 million parts to fit your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, turbochargers, LED headlights, exhaust kits, bumpers, roof racks, and engines. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has all the parts you need for the ride you love. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, here's the thing. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I mean, would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? What if you took that extra hour? and gave it to yourself, right? Therapy can be that time that you take. It's that moment that you give yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. Today's episode is brought to you by Philo. I love Philo because Philo remembers when cable TV was affordable. Yes, Philo is the perfect thing for people who love TV and love saving money, which is me, which is you, which is everyone. Philo wants to be your TV solution. They have shows, movies, live TV, all of that for just 25 bucks a month. You can even try for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassle, just a better way to watch TV. They have an unlimited DVR for one year. Plus, you can have multiple profiles and multiple streams. They've got movies on there like Kill Bill, Love Actually, Twilight, and you're never going to miss a minute of your favorite shows like Love and Hip Pop Atlanta, Friends, Golden Girls, SpongeBob, whatever you want, there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. Try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash bonkers. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash bonkers to get 50% off your first month. The relationship between the father or the stepfather and the son is so violent he punches him kicks him in the balls slaps him in the face he almost strangles him to death and only because 
He likes the dead. He did ask for five hundred dollars <laughs> for the That's weekend. For the weekend, just for the weekend, while he hacky sacks alone indoors. <laughs> As someone who went to Middlebury in the early nineties <laughs> and has extensive experience with hacky sacking, <laughs> it is strictly outdoors. I also and with a group. I spent a lot of time as the movie progressed wondering what happened to Toot's body. Was it I I also wondered that because I was like when they're there and they're getting ready to they're they're getting all physical Mike Lindell and Melvis they start to get all physical I was like is Dude's body still right there in the chair? 100%. <sighs> and is that like juicing it a little? Oh. This is an era, like this, there's so many movies like this. And Paul, earlier you ran them down. Critters. Uh, Critters, Chugs, Gremlins, Ghoulies, uh, uh, Alf on TV. There's so many Mm. movies that are like this, that have this whole thing. Cindy, from this movie, looked it up also in Critters. Yes. Also in Critters. By the way, Cindy was amazing. Cindy was electric. Amazing. Cindy. Harvey Korman, electric. I just, so good. I will just say that there's a couple things I want to talk to, and then we'll get to the audience. But I would be remiss if we didn't just for a moment discuss the grandma. The grandma in the car. Incredible. Before, Does she have yes. a grenade, or did they have a grenade? Like the grandma. They have the shotgun still, and the grandma is fighting them as if we're in. Some sort of Mad Max world. Which I would love. I would love that. Grandmas versus munchies? Well, I had missed that it was the 4th of July, so when she started throwing fireworks at them, I was like, wow, this woman. They explode her car. The and munchies then... are, the munchies steal dude's car, which is a gremlin? Yes. Which right? I it believe, is a gremlin, right? I believe the license plate says, oh, no, gizmo. Does it really? Incredible. So, there it is. Wow. So that's incredible. Oh, gizmo. So they steal a gremlin. The, the munchies proceed to joyride in this gremlin for, I'm going to say, 50 to 60 minutes of the movie. It's just them driving. That's it. Them driving, creating havoc, and then the other 40 minutes are them just playing at a miniature golf course, not interacting with humans at all. I'll be honest. The humans in this movie are reprehensible in every single way. I side with the munchies. (laughs) I think the munchies get it. I want to live a munchie life. I don't want to be Paul or Cindy or Harvey Corman Prime or or Mike Lindell Harvey Corman or Melvis or Big Ed or Little Ed. I want to be with the munchies cruising around getting girls' bikini tops off. Here's the thing. At a certain point in the movie, I'm like, oh, the, the humans are the munchies. And what I mean by that... What, what do you mean by Hold that? Hold on. What I mean by that is that the humans have been ingesting toxic waste yes. for, I, I don't know, a decade? How many oh, years has he been in business? In myriad ways. Yes. As, as well as asbestos? Uh, Oh, my God. So I was like, oh, I think maybe where we're headed is finding out that the munchies have more humanity and have 
I think they do. That that and we are humans are about, about to turn into aliens that they can't the that mon- we can't recognize. We are talking about creatures. If you've not seen the movie, that stop have, the podcast now and watch it. That are the equivalent of, and maybe some of you will remember this or not, but like a, a little thing that you would put on the tip of your pencil that just has. They don't move. They are munchies are on sticks. Their mouth doesn't move. Their eyes don't move. They the, are just. Being like it's like yeah. this munchie here, this munchie on the on the poster yes. that you have on the on the yes. screen behind us for those listening at home, is so much more like realized and so much more. This, I have to say, Paul, I don't think that munchie is from this the movie. munchie from this movie. No, that I is didn't a, see that this is, munchie. I, at I all. never saw this. That munchie. is an artist's representation of a munchie because this munchie every, looks like the X Man long shot. I could not find. <laughs> I could not find a high-res image of a munchie because munchies are not... They're not ready for prime time. The munchies look... Munchies are truly mostly robed. And they are like Jawas with the head of Gonzo's rats from The Muppet Show. Right? That's what they're like. It's like Gonzo's rats from The Muppet Show but with Jawa robes. And they never move. We never see ne- they them They just move. jump up and down. I want to say before you jump out there, yeah. I found the, the quote because we were talking about dude's uh, lineage before and I knew I wrote it down, but I just found it. Harvey Cor- uh, Mike Lindell Harvey Corman says, why'd you adopt that kid? And she says, I guess I felt sorry for him since he was so ugly and stupid. <laughs> Justice for dude. This poor kid was doomed from the start. Paul has every opportunity afforded to him and is only rewarded with childlike sex and more opportunity? Give something to dude. (laughs) All right, I'm going out to the crowd to see what people have. Be careful, Paul. I will. Hi, how are you? What's your name? Hi, Madeline. Okay, and your question? Um, Well, Headmistress Raphael. Yes. Um, I would, first of all, like to know if uh, these creatures that we see in these movies, they're horny teenagers innately or looking at a titty magazine is what makes them weaponize women's bodies. It's so it, it's such a great question because when, when, when we're in Peru and we're first introduced to our first munchie, I was like, oh, I like this guy. Arnold? Like, yeah, I like his little voice. And I was very... Um, endeared to him and then yeah he became a man and he gets cut in half first and then then when he gets gets cut in half no they one of the first things that they do is put a a pornography in front of him well they give him candy first like et right then he throws it away and they go oh we got a litter bug oh yeah hilarious joke then they take him on a 12-hour flight back to San Francisco. I feel like when he gets cut in half and suddenly is multiple munchies, that's when they're super creepy. Yes, but I do think that some, there's something said in Peru that seemed really important, but it happened super fast, where the, Paul's dad talks about how quickly munchies can learn. And so I think that they are learning. Their, that's the reason why they speak Spanish in the beginning of the movie, because of yep. where they are. And then they are very quick learners. So I do think that one of the reasons why they become sexualized and so obsessed with 
boobs is because of what's happened with that magazine. And but that's not a bad thing, right? No, it's devastating, actually. Uh-oh. It's devastating to me. All right, your name and your question. Uh, hi, my name's Maya. Um, I wanted to discuss the fact that Big Ed was at a riot control convention and then came back with a massive that. gun. Is this movie a cab? Is that like what we're supposed to take away from it? Okay. I mean, keep in mind, Little Ed says earlier, if she wasn't so cute, I'd mace her. <laughs> After a routine police stop where he's like, using his power to like keep her under his thrall. It is very not cool at all, Little Ed. It's so funny because I didn't hear that about Big Ed and I, I missed it and I did wonder why he had that riot helmet on for most of the... He was just coming and he picked up the sense. helmet, I the, think the gun, all of it came from the convention. I think some of it though was because he was bald. Paul. I think that... Interesting. Say more, Paul. This say is more. insight that only you can provide, Paul. I think under, as a bald man, I can Go say ahead. that... In 1987, times were unkind to the bald. <laughs> and he felt like his masculinity might have been... You you know, look, he here's felt the thing. that way? He or has the so much testosterone. That's why he doesn't have hair. But yet... Wait, you're saying he doesn't have hair because he has too much testosterone? <laughs> That's the truth. Look He's it up. He's so manly as to be... Is to eschew the need for hair? <laughs> That's the way it works. Anyway... Is it? That's I'm true. Fucked. That is a scientific. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, so, too much hair. So he he was trying to keep himself very masculine with having that chrome dome because at <laughs> one point when he does take it off, they make fun of him. Yeah, no, they this do is when he takes helmet story. off. This a sad story. This movie has a lot of sad stories. This is, like I said, a Lynchian tale no, of I think small right. towns. Well, suburban keep in America. mind, Harvey Corman Prime and Paul's home. I, I, well, no, maybe I'm wrong. Sorry. Mike Lindell and Dude and Melvis's home has like a gun rack in the living room. That's right. I thought there that is, was a I pool cue rack that all sat in the other house. Here's what was in oh. that room. A pool table, um, a pool cue where there are... That came from like stamps of some sort. Yes, from green a bunch stamps. of green stamps that didn't know what that meant. Then there's also um, like a fondue maker and platter. <laughs> oh, can we talk about where the munchies get into the kitchen? Beth, can you put that kitchen picture up? And one of the munchies goes, ah, this is the ugliest kitchen I've ever seen. Again, I agree with the munchies. But I, how do they know what I'm, a kitchen is? I think I'm team munchie. <laughs> I've just been given uh, a Robert Picardo uh, ice cream helmet back I was here. I was just, I, oh I have it God. in my notes. I have it in my notes. Has anybody come with the ice cream cone hats? And yes, you've gotten one. There are great. Anybody there. else ice cream cone hats? Where? Stand up if you're wearing an ice cream cone hat. Oh, there's one. Where? Oh, there. There's two. Up there. Up there. Where? Uh, where Wonderful. else? Right there. Right there. Ice cream cone hat. Ice cream cone hat. Amazing. Ice cream cone hat. Ice. Yeah, you did it. You did it. Amazing. It's worth it. Mom and Dad's <laughs> night out. 
We made ice cream hats. By the way, the ice cream cone family, I love them. Little buddy Holly. But I will say this, um, Beth, the other side here too. This movie is so janky that when they pull up to the realty sign, they clearly just tape. Oh, yeah. And clinic. I loved this. I was so upset we didn't get to go into the red coat realty and clinic because I wrote it in my notes thinking, here we go. And then when they get to the clinic, the next slide, the one that you just showed, you will see they just masking taped a little cross on the door, the one that we just saw before this. I mean, that car is sexy as hell. Yes, great. It is, that is the clinic. I loved that the ice cream dad kept getting mauled by munchies and that part of his personal mythology is that he'd previously been mauled by a bear. What a fucking hero. That's what I'm saying. This movie gives backstories and narratives to the most unsuspecting characters. Everybody I loved it. I, you could make got a, a story of every character. The, the women from the lake who are cheerleaders. Cindy's own story. The munchies get their Denise. story. Everybody. We Mike didn't even up. talk about Dude. the smaller people who worked at the french fry station. Yes. Yes. I'd watch a whole movie about that. Of just the work conditions at Burger, whatever it was called. What's and it called? And one of them seemed to Western be a child. Beefland? Beefland? Western Beefland. What? Burgerland. It was called Burgerland. Oh, wait a second. So Burgerland is not Western Beefland? No. no, different. Western is- Beefland is a restaurant. Burgerland is a, a side of the road. I mean, you all watched it, you idiots. <laughs> This is crazy. Oh. I am up here in the balcony. Wow, Paul, that was quick. Be what careful. an amazing crew. Look at this crew. Be careful, Paul. Amazing. The DC balcony is absolutely dangerous. All right. Oh, what do we that. got? What do we got? All right. We got so many. I want to talk to these three guys who are dressed in the Fry Guy costumes from the just aforementioned <laughs> Uh, roadside burger stand. All right, so the three of you, four of you, okay. Welcome. Hi. You're adult men. <laughs> Please post pictures. Oh, All right, here we go. Yeah, go How you doing? Great. How are you? I'm great. Great. Oh boy. Wasted. Oh right. boy. The fuck. The balcony this is, my, this is, is my first wasted. Time here. This guy has never seen the show before. Never seen the show before. Have right. you heard the show before? I know. Wow. And yet he is and in yet he's in costume. costume. This is a hero, DC. Did you see the movie? He is not he's seen the not movie. He's not seen the movie. Why are you in the costume? He was abducted by friends, put into a costume, brought to this show. And is in the balcony, of course. And is so confused about what's happening. Does anyone... I'm confused as well, too. Great. Oh, boy. Anyone have a question of these fry guys? Oh, I have one. All right, great. What's that smell? <laughs> Dookie from... 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 Holy shit. I'm moving up. DC, no holes barred. It's Sunday night. You guys have to work and right. run the country tomorrow. What the fuck are you up to? 
get it together. Um, the balcony is full of monsters who have 40s taped to their hands. <laughs> All right, I am Respect back, yourselves. I am back with someone from the Discord who had a, an How interesting How do you point. know? What is Discord? <laughs> what is Discord? I think Discord is people who are at odds with each other. Is that what it is? Well, the Discord has a lot of different people, but this person that we'll be introducing has a very special greeting for Jason. Hello, fellow Nahunter. Are you kidding? I am not. My where, family where? started the tides. You, fuck you. Yeah. What's up? Well done. Oh, wow. This is wild. Do I know you? You're about 10, 15 years old. Okay, older than me. be cool. Okay, be cool, guy. Oh. 10 to 15? <laughs> Just because I'm 50 and you're in the balcony doesn't mean you can condescend to me. You think you're fucking better than me? <laughs> you think you're fucking better than me? I'll fucking kick your ass. I'll meet you at fucking Short Beach and I'll fucking be your ass, dude. All right, so... This gentleman has not only a question, but brought with him an expert to help us unpack his Ooh, question. I hope it's Here a munchie. So Cecil talks about how he ha would have had to bribe NASA for an endorsement. Now, I don't believe NASA does endorsements, but my colleague here is a space lawyer, and he can speak to that. Space lawyer! Oh, shit. All right. Man. Is that your official title, space lawyer? Space law counsel. Space Holy law shit. Counsel. That's right. That's right. People from Nahant hang out with space lawyers. All right. So the question stands. Uh, will NASA take bribes? Now, I'm not counsel for, Na for NASA, okay. so I can't speak on behalf of NASA. <laughs> but as I understand, they do not do endorsements. NASA does not do endorsements. Can I ask, uh, just out of curiosity, what is the most interesting space case you've had? I can't talk about clients, sorry. Whoa! Wow. Wait, let me ask you this. Have you ever represented anyone who was attacked by a munchie, a space creature, or not? I don't know. Has there ever been any munchies in court? Well, they're not alive anymore, so I can't talk about that. Is right, there anything, is there anything, again, cut this from the podcast. Nobody's going to talk about it. Is there any space specific that you have knowledge of that you can share with us? Don't blow uh, it. No. His no? Friend, his friend has advised him no. Whoa! But now, I have you a friend who's here. I'm not going to blow up his spot unless he wants me to. But I, we, all right, here we go. Uh, all right, you have more? So go out on time. Now the Nahant guy wants to talk more? Classic Nahant. All right, so... My question is about the business of his bribing the USSR. So he says the Soviets endorsed it, 
because I cut them in for a percentage. How is that not more expensive and more illegal than bribing NASA? Good question. Unclear. You, you would need a space lawyer to answer it. <laughs> Except I, this asshole's real tight-lipped. Next time, hang out with, with gossipier space yeah, lawyers. Yeah, you brought him up there. He gave us nothing. You know? You're going to give me a space lawyer? This guy better fucking show up with details. <laughs> he better be like, I know where the, where the munchies are buried. All right, what do you got? Okay, so towards the end of the movie, in the factory, we see a shot that has uh, graffiti in the background that says, Stop Apartheid. Yes. I, wrote this, I wrote this in my list of things. I wrote this in my list of things that were from my high school experience. Go ahead. Okay, my question is, based on your assessment of their behavior throughout the movie... Are uh, the munchies against apartheid, and did they write that? Wow, now that is a question. That would be incredible. I feel like, yes, give it up for this hero. I do feel like the munchies are the only people, are the only beings in the movie that understand the truth. So yes, Again, I believe... Again, the munchies have though, more humanity than the humans in this movie. Yes, I agree, full stop. I will also say, though... Yep. The munchies do refer to Harvey Corman as a honky. <laughs> That's true. So what are this this opens up I don't know. I wish I knew. All right, so obviously we had opinions about this film, but there are people out there with a different opinion. It is now time for second opinions. Naughty little munchies blowing up old ladies' cars. Running online to give this movie five stars. Don't, Don't you know, know how, how it goes when, when you, you give, give a munchie a porno? Whatever you do, don't go and chop them up. Ooh, chop, chop, chop. Ooh, chop, chop, chop. Yes! Joni! What are your names? What are your names? Jocelyn and Owen. Jocelyn and Owen! With a Joni Mitchell song. Let me just tell you, Jocelyn and Owen, Killed it. Costumes, check. Duo, check. Hit that moment, moment, got out. Got out. And the song choice was based on Joni Mitchell, home run. All right, our final one, our fry guy. He's wearing wearing fries that say BM. Well, that's... From the oh, movie. Balcony, balcony Monsters. Balcony Monsters, not bowel movement. Okay, also a, a tank top that says Dookie. That's right. From and No a, Holds Barred. No Holds Barred. And, oh. a, and a headband. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let's do this. That's how I'm keeping cool, man. <laughs> this could go so like one of two ways. <laughs> and I will say this. I'm excited for either outcome. By the way, I'll say this. I'll say this, DC. Every single person has crushed. This is going to be the icing on the cake. <laughs> Get ready, my guy. <laughs> Turn that microphone up so it gets you. There you go. Yeah, you push it up. Right, yeah, there you go. Yeah. We're here. Hold All right, on. Here we go. Give me a second to breathe here. Hold All right, on. Take man. your time. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> you need to do you, any you vocal warm-ups? You tell warm-ups? me. I'll, you, All right. Do you want to do right. a theater vocal warm-up? No, no, no. A silk slip stop. <laughs> it doesn't go, go for it's it, man. another show on tour. And now it's time for second opinions. 
I've got a pocket, got a pocket full of french fries. I've got a second opinion that's all mine. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> take it, take it, take the out. You should walk away now. I'll be honest, you should walk away now. You want to keep going? Okay. You want to gamble? You want to let it roll? Let's see what Let's you go. got, my guy. Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold up. All right, all right. <laughs> Try as you might and you're never going to screw me. Cut me in half and now you got two me's. Oh. Oh. Okay, okay. Pretty good. We're Keep going. going. Keep going. We're Let's going. see what you got. We're going. You don't have to stop between each verse to check in with us. Say- you can't hear me. You can't hear me. 30 minutes two. later. Got, oh, You're on the microphone. Right, right. We can Let's hear it. Let's finish this. I'm bringing it home, all right? We're done. We're done. Some toxic waste makes cow stacks taste good on my plate. Some toxic waste. Some toxic waste down in the caves. Some toxic waste. Munchies are great. Yes. Thank Pretty you. Good. What's your name? Pretty good. We didn't need the chorus. We didn't need the chorus. Get out of here. I loved it. Escort that man from the building. Holy cow, DC. DC, wow. Great job. We're Holy still going to get you home in time to relieve the nanny. Um, here we go. <laughs> These are How five many people have a babysitter. Incredible stuff. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> there are 144 reviews of Munchies on Amazon. 56% are five star reviews. Aaron Smith from the UK in 2019 titles his review if you like it growing up you'll like it (laughs) and writes this I watched this as a kid and it was amazing for years I've been trying to find it but no luck until it was on Amazon it's in Spanish but you can change it to English It was done in the 80s, so if you've never watched it growing up, you might not like it. It's the something as like gremlins and critters, but cheaper. Five stars. This one written by, um, by Drew Campbell says this. Support women directors. Five stars. And then, I didn't see this until right now, and I love it. Uh, Michael Margettis writes this. It's like a really weird play. Five stars. Agree. I agree. Mount this as a stage production. Munchies on stage. Now, here's a couple things that are interesting about munchies. Um, Budget, unknown. When you Google munchies and budget, 
you get advertisements for the four the 420 Carl's Jr. snack sack. Because it's what, when you have the munchies but are on a budget? I guess so. And uh, Molly Reynolds, our super producer, Molly Reynolds, writes, uh, opening weekend, unknowable. <laughs> Domestic gross, who knows? Now, Jason, to answer your question, Munchies, 1987, has no connection to Munchie, 1992. Which I think we have to do. Yes. Next time we're in D.C., we're doing Munchie. I'm calling it now. This guy is freaking out. Munchies. Oh, it does. He says they are related. Okay, it's, it says, in this in-name-only sequel to Munchies, a new kid in town, Gabe Dodgson, can, can't find his place in the new environment despite having a, such a cool name. The kids at school bully him, and the girl he likes and his mom is about to marry is a scoundrel. Everything changes for Gage when he stumbles into a munchie, a friendly gremlin-like creature that dresses like a lounge singer and, and sounds like a stand-up comedian and has magic powers. Ooh, I wonder if it's Paul having been turned into a munchie. Have you seen it? All right, okay, so this okay. gentleman says, in the trailer for Munchie, it said, if you like the movie Munchies, well, this seems like a kid's movie. What a movie. crazy tagline. Yeah, because that really isn't related. It's just like, hey, if you like that movie, here's another movie. Yeah, with a similar title. It's unrelated entirely, but if you like that, you might like this. I Here, don't know. Here's what if I'll you say. Like, I will say this about this movie, whether or not I recommend it. I kind of do recommend it. It's insane. But I also felt like it was full of missed opportunities. I wanted more. Are they violent? Are they mean? Or do they just want to do some cosplay? Because they really feel like they're more content playing pirates on a mini golf course than killing Munchies or attacking just people. just want to have fun. At one point, the munchies say something that I was like, munchies, I get it. They go to the video store and they say, I want to see a naked woman. And I was like, these munchies just want to hang out. Mun I believe munchies are just stoned people. They just want to watch movies, eat food, mess around, joyride in a gremlin. They're just hanging out. And I will say this about the munchies. There is something really chaste about this film. Like, it is a little perverted. They are a little weird. But... There's no nudity. And I was surprised at the restraint. It's a PG movie. Oh, yeah. So this is for kids. There's so, almost no cursing either. There's no. no. There's very little, like... I'm surprised. I didn't... That was not my experience watching this movie. I thought for sure at one point I was like, I think I'm listening and watching a munchie jerk off. I, it felt, to me, very perverted. Do munchies have dicks? <sighs> they seem so. like no DC you're not so. into that after second opinion songs you don't want to think about munchie dicks I think that munchies probably are into dry humping <laughs> munchies are into petting I don't know I did not like when the munchies were at the golf course and looking at you know those girls the tube girls bend over in in you know full coverage briefs one of the munchies... Always full coverage undies in the 80s. Which one of the munchies floats away on balloons? 
The munchies are just messing around. I mean, Paul, I would not show this movie to our children. I will say one of our children was watching over my shoulder. <laughs> was it one of your children or was it a munchie? <laughs> and he started laughing so hard at what those munchies were getting up to. I mean, and the he munchie- wasn't even listening to the sound. He was like... <laughs> We really, we never find out what the munchies want. Like, what is they their wanna goal? They want to live. They want to live. They just want to multiply and just yep. keep... Because that seems to be, when they're in the tunnel at the end, they seem to be purposefully getting themselves chopped in half so they can regenerate. Yeah. So They the, just want to keep on trucking. They are. Oh, they so do. Good. Well, then let they me do. just... So good. That's true. Then let me ask one final question. No, it's the end of the tour. We got to do at least an hour more. (laughs) Am I right? Am I right in in saying the munchies only kill one person, and that is the person who's a stoner, which would be their biggest enemy because they hate what they see because they are him? I feel like, dude, I feel like... D- dude should have been in league with the munchies. Yeah, they seem to have. Paul like, should have been dude. It's it's for me. It seems antithetical that dude, a stoner Santa Cruz deadhead, would shoot anything with a shotgun. Immediately, his first reaction is must kill this violently. But people who hurt people. Or people who are hurt, hurt people. I don't know. There's something hurt there. Hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. Melvis, I did write Melvis when they're in. Uh, uh, Michael Lindell, Harvey Corman, appears to drive an ice cream truck everywhere he goes. <laughs> and when he picks up Melvis, she's reading a tabloid with gremlins on the, on the back. She's like reading a... What was that? I couldn't make heads or tails out of the movie's meta moments. The thing that I'm most disturbed by, I have to share with our audience, is that I was we, we were on a train from Philadelphia to D.C. last night, and Paul and I both had our computers open, and I knew he had started to watch the movie, and I was pretending to watch the movie, but I wasn't ready to. And Paul passed me a few times. Then we got to the hotel. My computer was out again. And I knew he thought I was watching the movie. And then this morning he said, because he, he, again, he had passed by my screen a few times. And this morning he said, wow, you were really up late finishing the movie. And I was like, I didn't watch it. <laughs> and he said, no, you, I was watching, I saw the movie on your computer. And I said, no. That wasn't the movie. And then he said, what was it? I said, The Real Housewives of Orange County. Wait, of which? Which one? Orange County. Orange County. To be fair, a lot of them look like Well, that's what I... You really did catch a number of glimpses of my computer screen last And they were always in the water on a lake. And I was like, oh, that's, I I clearly haven't watched up to the point. They went on a girls trip to Montana this season. So just them and a couple of munchies and a ball and a tire. I don't like, I don't like. I love that both of us are trying to do the same joke right now. Go ahead. I don't have it. Go for it. I mean, it's the same. I'm dating a munchie. I was going to do, like, the turn to camera, like, 
I like to eat garbage out of the fridge. Does it make me a bad munchie? I don't like that Janice brought a munchie to this weekend. E, cool out. Would you both recommend the film? Yes. 100%. Should we make the sequel? Yes, I have never, I had never heard of this movie before. I had never seen it in in a VHS store. I was stunned at what I was watching. I was shocked that we haven't done it before. Me too. Uh, This seems to me to be like everything I want in a movie. I know. There are times with this podcast where I'm like, well, surely like we'll wrap it up. You know, we'll wrap up the the podcast. We've done it. Yes, it's over. (laughs) It's over. We did it. We've overstayed our welcome. We did it. And it was great that time. And then I see something like this and I'm like, wow, there's more work to do, huh? (laughs) We have it. Before we go, we need to decide on a shirt. I mean, there's been so many different things that we've said tonight that could be great for a shirt. Um, I don't even know where to begin, honestly. I feel like the dude These is... These guys a... are freaking out right now. Right. They've got a good one. What do you one. got? Oh. Okay. I like this. How about Harvey Corman holding a munchie like a MyPillow... And it says, my My munchie. munchie. Does it say my munchie? Or my munchie pillow? No, my munchie. My munchie. My munchie. That's That's pretty good. good. We like that? Okay. Thank you so much, GC. This is a fun last show. Our merch is out of the lobby. Thank you for coming. We will be back. And remember, don't shop a munchie. Go relieve the babysitter. Eat shit, DC. Thank you so much to the staff of the Warner Theater, our amazing tour manager, Beth Thomas, and everyone in the audience who made it possible. What a great show. We love being out on the road. DC is such a fun town. And if you want to keep the magic of munchies with you, well, you can check out the shirt that we designed live with the audience that night. It is, well, I mean, my pillow, but with Harvey Corman. I can't really describe this shirt. It's just amazing. It's my munchie, the shirt. You can get a sticker, a laptop case, whatever you want. Just go to tpublic.com slash stores slash HDTGM. And if you're in the buying mood, make sure you check out our ugly holiday How Did This Get Made sweaters. They're on Podswag. If you go to podswag.com slash bonkers, you can get 30% off any of the amazing ones. And we were giving these away on our last tour. Geostorm, Team Fred, Team Sanity. I'd rather have no dad than a snow dad or snow dad, but no dad. Whatever it is, you can get it. (laughs) Just go to podswag.com slash bonkers. By the way, people, I'm going to be in a brand new holiday movie. It's called Family Switch. It's on Netflix. Me, Jennifer Garner, Ed Helms, so many good people. Check it out. I think you will like it. It's a Switch movie, and it's a Christmas movie. And, by the way, just a heads up, we are taking Last Looks off for Thanksgiving, but don't fret. In its place, we will be re-releasing our favorite episode of all time. That's right, the Nick Cage, John Travolta action classic Face-Off. If you want to find out what our next movie is going to be after that, make sure you tune into that Face-Off re-release, because I will announce our next movie at the top of that episode. And don't worry, we will still be covering munchies on a future supersized Last Looks episode. So don't forget to send us your corrections and omissions or leave us a voicemail at 619-PAUL 
ASK. That's 619 Paul Ask. Uh, or just keep on writing your comments in our Discord at discord.gg slash HDTGM. Remember, you can find us everywhere online. If you love the show, tell your friends. It, it really does help. I mean, that really is the best way to promote the podcast, word of mouth. Plus, it's more fun when you can watch these movies with people you know. And last but not least, I got to say thank you to all the listeners who support this show every week and our entire behind-the-scenes team who keep this show running. I'm talking about our producers, Scott Sonny, Molly Reynolds, Avril Halley, our engineers, Casey Holford and Rich Garcia, and our associate producer, Jess Cisneros, who makes those amazing social media videos. That's all I got, people. Bye for now. Calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.